Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Well, if you were listening on SENZ overnight, you listened to another fascinating finish. Yes, another one in this uh, amazing Ashes series. And England have done it in almost fairy tale fashion. Uh, it looked uh, going into the day as if Australia had the upper hand, but uh, in the end, uh, England's bowling attack, Australia's nerve failed. Uh, and at the end of the day, the series is squared. Well, if you were listening to Jeremy Coney, uh, you will have enjoyed uh, his comments along with his uh, fellow commentators uh, throughout the last five to six weeks, actually, and we're fortunate that uh, Jerry's going to give us a few minutes of his time now as he winds up as well. Um, Good evening to you, Jeremy Coney. Hello, Smithy. How are you back there? Oh, we're we're really good. Uh, I've got to say, I'm a little tired because uh, this test series has kept me absolutely encapsulated. I've watched so much of it throughout the night, including last night. What a finish for England! Uh, they win the they they win the test. They square the series, but at the end of the day, they don't have the Ashes. No, that's right. Re- uh, retained by Australia uh, after the Manchester rains, but two two all, Smithy. I look. I, it kind of feels right to me. Um, there was not much to separate the two teams, um, and as you quite rightly say, some very compelling kind of finishes. I mean, uh, I mean, if I just throw some numbers at you from even the totals scored by the teams. In the first test, 393 for seven played, and the reply, 386, so not much there. And then 273, setting up 280 win for uh, for Australia, and they get 282 for eight. So not much in, the, in those numbers at all. Leeds, you go to Leeds, the numbers were 263 by team who batted first, 237 in reply, 224, and then 254. You know, one once again, everything was in about sort of 20 to 30 runs. And even this last test, you know, 283 um, and 295 for Australians, 395 for England, setting up 3, what, 84 to win, I think it was, and they get 334. So the victories, two wickets, 43 runs, three wickets, a draw, and then 49 runs. So that's how close it kind of felt watching those games. Even the even the run scorers, Smithy, Kawaja, the mm. guy they said that couldn't bat in England at all. Highest runs, four ninety six. Mm. There were a lot of curiosities, I tell you. Um Crawley four eighty, goodness gracious. Um Root four twelve, Stokes four oh five, Smith's three seven three, Brooks three six three, Head three six two. You know what I mean? There there's no yeah. one player, whether it was batsman or bowler because you could go through the bowling numbers as well, but I'm not going to. But there was no one player that stood out and, and said, I'm better than all the rest of them, and I'm going to make the difference between my side and the others. Jerry, um, I've got to look at a couple of uh, moments in the series which were key. Um, the injury to Nathan Lyon, how big a effect that? And then all of a sudden, the introduction to England, the availability of Wood and Wokes. 
Well, if there was an arc of the story, you've just basically touched on the two main parts of it, really. Uh, that's that Lord's test where Lion just ran in from deep backward square and suddenly hobbled and, and then was out injured from the rest of the tour. Australia lost their mojo basically in the park. They had they'd lost their pivot. Uh, every time they went out onto the field, they didn't have Nathan Lyon at one end to bowl a number of overs. And even though he might have been hit occasionally, because that's the way England liked to attack, he would have got them out. And so they, they didn't trust in the young Murphy at Leeds. They gave him a bit more of a bowl in the last test, uh, and he did okay. So that might be a growing thing for him. But Nathan Lyon held that attack together in order for the other faster bowlers to all operate from one end. So they, they lost the way that they operated in the field, and they were taken apart in Manchester. They were, it was a bit of carnage, actually. Would I've, I, I don't think it's been a long time since I've seen so many Australian batsmen wearing chess guards, and I, I watched the way Travis Head played uh, Wood uh, overnight as well, symptomatic of uh, that extra pace that Australia couldn't handle. Well, Wood, Wood came in, as you know, in the Leeds test, and he bowled four overs in his first spell, and they were all between 91 miles an hour and 96 miles an hour. And during that little four-over spell, 20, just 24 balls it was, he managed to get Kawaja out. He was pitching the ball short. He was pitching the ball up. It got it to swing, can you believe it, at that pace? And he got an mm. inside edge of Kawaja and into the stumps and bowled him. And then he blew away the tail. Uh, he, they, they ended up getting six for 26 in their last, you know, parts of their innings. And uh, Australia kind of, they lost, they, they were all out, they were 240 for four when Marsh was dismissed, just got 100. And then they were all out for 263. Um, and then Wood, not happy with just with the ball, they were 140 odd for seven. And he came out and got 24 off eight balls. And, yeah. um, and and then Stokes went into the slipstream, if you remember, and got 80. And so they came up and got quite close uh, to the, you know, the, the Australian total. So it was he, his, his role, and Wokes in particular, who just won the, one of the awards, I think, at the end of this last test match and ended up with 19 wickets and only in six innings. So, you know, three in innings. I mean, he... He will take over from Broad, surely, in England. He hasn't got, he hasn't got a good record away from England, but boy, he is on the mark. He's your old-time English seamer. Not hugely fast, but right on the money and swinging the ball away or nipping it across with a, you know, sort of an off-cutter across the left-handers. Okay, uh, let's look at the fairy tale, <clears throat> which was Stuart Broad, of course, in front of family and friends and fans and uh, all a hysteria, I guess. Uh, at the end of the day, he got the, the last wicket and he had the last say. What a career. Yeah, um, that's right. I mean, it was always, it was going to be stage management. He's moving into Sky, as you probably know, and he announced it on Sky and so on. Uh, 167 tests. That's the first thing to say. A fast bowler, 167 tests. That's a lot of bowling. 
Uh, what did Paddles bowl? How many how many tests did he play? 80-odd, did he? Something like that? 86. 90? 80, um, 86. There you go. Yeah, there you go. So 167 tests. He, he has... Uh, he started off almost as an all-rounder, didn't he? I mean, he was quite a decent batsman for a start, and he got the 169 against Pakistan. And I think and they were starting to think, boy, this kid can do anything. But then he settled down his first, in the first, few, uh, first uh, number of tests. He didn't do so well with the ball. But then he started to change, and he became one of those bowlers, something like 20 bags of five wickets, Mm-hmm. Um, and, and about, you know, four or five bags of ten and loads of bags of four, of course. And he was one of those bowlers who suddenly hit his straps. Now, New Zealand will remember that when they were playing at Lords once. We were right in the game, and it was when, when uh, Ross Taylor was playing, and suddenly it, they were blown away by Stuart Broad bowling from the nursery end, and he got seven for 70 or something like that. And that was the kind of bowler he was. He was a bowler who would pick up a, quite a lot of quick wickets. He blew away Australia once at Trent Bridge, if you remember, with eight wickets. He was that kind of bowler that could suddenly hit, you know, the knees were pumping and the ball was talking for him and he would change a match. He had the ability to change a match by going through those spells. Uh, and... Uh just uh, as we wind up, uh, Jerry, um, what now for Jimmy Anderson then? Yeah, um, I, I, I mean, Stuart Broad announced his retirement on Jimmy's 41st birthday. And I just wondered how, how Jimmy would feel about that. But Jimmy isn't, we've got to be honest about it. He's been a fantastic bowler. A lot of credit in the bank, and that's why they've given him chances, and you can kind of understand that. But there's a touch of sentimentality that goes with it, I think, personally, because he hasn't been the bowler in this series that he was. Now, some of that was the pitches. They were, they were dry pitched, pitches. They were russet colours, and they didn't nip around as he would like. But he's lost, his, he's lost the ability to swing the ball. And so whether that's because he bowls now a lot of, you know, those deliveries, they, you know, that, that get the wobble ball, they call it, and, and that pushes the fingers wider across the seam and you push harder with one finger. And so it wobbles as it goes and oscillates as it goes down the pitch. And then it can go in or out from that position, depending on where the seam is. But he now is not swinging the ball. And so that's been a shame for him, I think. You know, he's tried hard. He hasn't had a tremendous amount of luck. Hell of a good bowler over a lot of time. I mean, he's how many wickets is he now? Is he getting on for, is it near, near 700, 600 and something? Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, he's 650 I think it's within about yeah. 10, 10, yeah. So he's, you know, maybe he wants to push on. He's, he says he's not retiring. Um, and they've got some other little bowlers coming through, like that guy Josh Tung, who played, I think, mm. looks to have quite an exciting future. So, look, Smithy, um, I, feel, I feel sad when I watched him playing because he was trying his heart out. He got plenty of opportunities but really just wasn't quite the same bowler that I'd seen earlier. Just finally, Jeremy, there's always irony in cricket. 
Uh, the last dismissal, uh, just fascinated me a wee bit after what happened at Lords. Uh, Johnny Bairstow catches Alex Carey, and we say thank you very much. That's it. Turn out the lights. <laughs> Look, I don't know what your view of it is, and, and all our <laughs> listeners, you know, will have an idea about when they see the, the wicketkeeper rolling the ball along the ground and running a fellow out who's gone out of his crease. My personal reason, you know, my, what I think about that whole issue is that he, he did it so quickly. And I, the, in terms of the spirit of the game, you, you know, you look up at the players, don't you? You have a little look up to cover as a batsman and, and you say, is it OK? You sort of, with your eyes, you're saying, is it OK mm. if I go out and just tap that pitch down? And he'll nod yeah. and then he'll turn around and throw it back to the bowler. You, there's an understanding and a mutual respect that goes between players. And if, if Bairstow had just turned to Carey and given him that look, we would never have had this. But he actually ended up, as he took the ball, I watched it, and it took about 0.8 of a second. And then he just started to roll, you know, walk out of his crease, and Carey rolled it out along the ground. I personally don't think you can act unilaterally as an umpire. I don't think you can do that. You can't, you can't say over yourself as a batsman. And so he just went too early, and that was, he was a bit dozy, I felt. So that was my that was my feeling at the time. Um, of course, when they walked up through Lord Smithy, where you and I have walked, to have the members poking at you in the stomach and shouting at you, it it was a it, they really took it on here at that, that Lords. I tell you. Well, Jerry, it's been fascinating, absolutely brilliant. Uh, it's kept yeah, a lot of people up during series. the night. Yeah, your commentary has, has been brilliant. Uh, we look forward to your involvement too with our great news back here at home. And travel safe, uh, and we'll see you soon. Thanks very much, Jerry, for your time, and get back yeah. to your celebrations. Yeah, it's a pleasure, mate. Lovely to talk to you all back in New Zealand, and you'd configured about those bloody numbers I've been saying every day, double eight, double three, the text line. <laughs> no, just forget it now, for God's sake. It'll be in my mind forever. See you later, mate.